0: you're about to listen to a message of foundation of truth assembly may the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always and in jesus name we worship lord god of heaven and earth we worship your holy name we bless you because you are king you are god forever you are the lord the soon coming king We know that one day soon we will see you coming from the sky and you will come to establish your reign upon the earth but before then we occupy till you come lord jesus christ let our worship continually be a sweet smelling savour unto you in the name of jesus christ and lord god we pray that as we continue Let your word come. Let your word purify us. Let your word charge and encourage us. Let your word build us up to be more like you. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the entrance of your word come indeed like light. Let it go through every dark area of our lives. Those places we are not willing to expose to you. Those places that we like to hide from others. Let your word pierce through. Let it go through and find those places and heal them by the laser of the word of God. let, Let our lives be let us be transformed let us be better people let us be more like you and let us go out there and change our world because we have been touched by you in the name of jesus christ blessed be your holy name i surrender myself to you lord god as a willing vessel use us for your glory and take all the glory we want none of it take all of it in jesus mighty name we pray Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Bible says clap your hands. All oh, you people. Clap your hands. Worship the maker of heaven and earth. Glory to you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm particularly uh, excited to formally welcome you to the month of august in new wine service i know today is not the first day of august it is the sixth day of august 2022 and you've had some days already but please accept this very warm congratulations on your coming to this month i know that the lord did not just allow you to see this month just to tick um, the box that you are part of those who are alive in august there must be something special it is our duty to find it and fulfill it. And I pray that you will not only find it in August, you will fulfill it in the name of Jesus. The reason God has given you these 31 days in this month of August, may you find it and fulfill it in the name of Jesus. In our church in this month, it has been declared the month of power and authority may we find that power may we walk in that authority in the name of jesus everything that the word of god has made available to us may we locate them may they locate us may they describe our lives in the name of jesus christ and everything that has exalted himself as an authority contrary to the authority that god has given to us may they from this moment begin to bow in the name of jesus may they bow everything In our body, in our soul, in our spirit that is rivaling the word that has gone ahead. We stand on the word of prophecy and we do battle with that word. In the name of Jesus, it is written concerning us that at that name we will cast out devils. day demonic power, every devilish force residing in our body, residing in our soul, residing in our homes, oppressing our children oppressing our wives, oppressing our husband, destroying our work stopping our progress in the name of Jesus Christ I command them to be gone now. in the name of Jesus Christ receive fresh understanding of your authority in Christ and live your life to the fullest, live in victory in the name of Jesus Christ Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Let's go on, let's go on. Today, um, I'd like to begin a new teaching series, one that I've captioned, Keeping Fit. So, the whole of the, um, the month of August, we'll be looking at different aspects of keeping fit, keeping fit. You know, um, <clears throat> a couple of weeks back, uh, I remember, I think on a Sunday, on a Sunday evening, I, I came back from... From church, we finished service and we've had um, a pastorate meeting, and it's been a long day. So, I came back and um, I, I met my wife, and um, it looks as if she was not in a very great mood. So, I said, Okay, babe, come on now, let's go take a walk within um, our environment. So, we just stepped out to take some fresh air and walk around, and we're just talking about things. You know, we do some of these things once in a while. As God gives us grace. So we stumbled on a topic. And um, it was something related to health. And uh, I think she, she posed a challenge to me because she told me about her resolution for the month that she was going to resume a dieting program. I knew she had done a dieting program before. Maybe not once. <laughs> probably not twice. Um, she tries to keep fit. So from time to time, she she gets on this programs, registers, and um, she does a lot of things. You know, sometimes you, you would see her uh, taking pictures of food. I'm like, are you a Gen Z? Why are you taking pictures of food? No. You said, okay, it's part of the program. You have to upload your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner. There is a time for uh, your lunch, time for your dinner. If you eat after so-so time, you, you, have, you have done something wrong. You know, there are rules that are, of course, you pay to enter the, the group you pay to enter the group you check your weights you know stand on the scale and take a picture on day one until you finish the progress so you don't need a couple of times so i asked why you why are you doing this again or what's this conversation about you know she was telling me about how she was going to stay off beef and stay off this and stay off that also like, ah, what do you want to be eating said okay i will send you one video so you know why i'm talking like this so she sent me A video and I saw a man of God who turned 70 and was being interviewed. And they asked him some questions. Of course, someone who looks very fit. Very, very fit. So they asked him a couple of questions around his health to say, Why are you looking uh, 50 at 70? And he said, Are you sure you really want to hear? So he began to talk about the things he does and the things he doesn't. And he made one remark I think it was that that stuck in my head for, for a long time. And perhaps it's part of the things that influenced me for the choice of, uh, this series at this point in time, because it got me thinking about something else. So the man of God made a statement and said, Oh, have you ever seen an obese 80 year old person anywhere, anywhere in the world, any gender, any race? And I paused. And I try to scan my mind. And I think he might have a very strong point. So it hit me. You want to live long. You want to make an impact. You want to leave a legacy. You want to keep fit. There are certain things you need to do. So I began to study. And um, I believe by the grace of God, that's what we're going to be doing this month. Um, so we're starting with the topic on a diet on a diet so turn your Bible with me to the book of Hebrews chapter chapter 12 we know that scripture all too well Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 it says therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance. In some verses, you will see, let us run with patience, let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand. Of the throne of God. Before I go on, maybe I should just pause and say one or two things about uh, this scripture. Makai Dadus, by that time. I've just been reminded. I've just been reminded of a message. Lord, help me. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. Let me say this Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. So, the scripture, the author of this epistle to the Hebrews, is saying, while it is good to feel like you are an heavyweight champion, he said, if you want to run and you want to run fast, you are not going to need this weight. You need to actually shed them. You know, the Commonwealth Games are going on and we thank God for how many Nigerian athletes have won different medals and people from all over the world too. They've done themselves proud many years and weeks and months of sacrifice. They are starting to pay off. You see young people, I even saw a few teenagers getting on the podium to receive medals. I missed uh, strong emotions, some weeping for joy. I saw uh, a British lady. She even beat her her mom's record. Her mom used to be an athlete. And now she has beaten her mom's record. And, uh, you know, it's it's something beautiful. But what I've seen with all of them is that everybody doesn't seem to like carrying weight. The sprinters, those who run 100 meters, 200 meters, they don't seem, even those who run 10,000 meters marathon, they don't seem to like carrying weight. The people who run release. Don't get me wrong. This message is not about you uh, going on a physical diet or not going on a physical diet. No, I'm starting from the physical to establish what we want to speak about in the spiritual. So we go from known to unknown. We go from familiar to the not so familiar. So that's why the scripture says here: drop the weight. And the sin. Two different things. Two different things. I hope I will have time enough today to just, you know, be able to go over it. Well, there are two separate things. The weights, they are not sinful. But they are an encumbrance. They slow you down. Why? He said, because there's a race for you to run. And you need to run. So, imagine yourself running with two dumbbells. Each one five kilograms each. You can't run as fast as someone... Who doesn't have those dumbbells on them, even if they are not experienced, even though they are not so skillful, but because something is weighing you down, your speed and death may not be the same, it may not be the same. So it's saying here drop that weight and drop the sin that very easily besets us, and let us therefore run. Why? There is a race to run. Run with endurance is not an easy race. It's going to be difficult. It's going to stretch you. It's going to stress you. So you've got to develop endurance. So you have a better chance when you are lighter, when you're traveling lighter. Then you can run faster. So I said, you've got a race to run. And this race is a strenuous one. So you need to get ready to run with endurance. The race that is set before us. And keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, also endured something that was not palatable. He had to endure something that was not friendly. He had to endure something that was not easy. In fact, something that was shameful, something to not be proud about, to be killed on the cross in the day and time when this happened to him was equivalent to being burnt with fire or being shot at the, by a firing squad or dying by hanging. Ah, so he said, but he endured it. He despised the shame and has now been rewarded to sit at the right hand on the throne of God. So this is what we are going to base the entire month on today. We'll be focusing on diet. I'm on a diet. Next week, we'll go to another part of it because people will try to keep fit. They do a lot of things. It's not just diet. They exercise. They go to the gym. You know, they they, they do different kinds of activities. We'll be taking our time. We will not rush it. We'll be taking our time to run through this. They buy a scale at home, you know. They put one in their bathroom. They step in there and check the weight. They do different, different things. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has just reminded me of something he, he, he told me earlier while I was studying, and forgive me, this may not be related to what we are saying, but this is definitely a word He wants me to bring up. I did not plan to to bring it up during this message, but while this was on, the Holy Spirit prompted me again to bring it up. Lord, help me. How do I say this? So, He's saying. He's saying to you. I don't know who this person is. He's saying to you. That you love to serve me. You love to. To. Be involved in what I'm doing. In my work. You love to be involved. He said but you are making a mistake. You are not prioritizing. Eating the word. In fact your interest is in. Spreading the word. Or serving. Doing something in church, uh, doing something for the Lord, is that it is good. But there is something better. There is something better. Do you remember the story of uh, Martha and Mary? Luke chapter 10. Um, let me go to Luke chapter 10, verse um, 38. Luke 10, 38. Um, Am I correct? Uh, Yes. Yes. The Bible says, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. A certain woman named Martha welcomed him into our house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted With much serving. Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him. Him being Jesus. And said. Lord do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone. Therefore tell her to help me. But Jesus answered and said to her. Martha. Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken from her. Lord, I pray that Martha will hear you. Lord, that this mother will hear you. The Lord is saying, I know you are serving me. You have a good heart. You are involved in many things. Your hands are full doing God's work. You are doing a lot of things. He said, but boss, Boss, you are deprioritizing what I prioritize. I've exalted this word even above my name. This word, I've exalted it above my name. Follow my example, Mata. Follow my example. Thus is the Lord. All right, let, let me go back to my message. My time is flying, so I may just as well just get right into it. I've noted um, four things I've observed about people who are dieting. And that's what I want to base this teaching on. People who are dieting, I've observed them. I told you, sorry, my wife, if you are listening now, sorry, I'm using you as this example. Please pardon me. But I've seen in her, and many other people I know who have been dieting on and off, a pattern. And that has inspired me to want to teach on the subject Of dieting as a believer. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about registering for a diet program or not. What does it mean? What can we learn from those who diet as believers? What can we learn? What is that area of application we can bring to our spiritual life? As we watch those who diet. Four things I've observed. Number one. People who diet almost always anywhere in any climate, in Europe, in Africa, in America, somewhere, almost always, one thing everybody who diets tries to cut down are carbohydrates. So, almost every dieting program that you find, they make an attempt to cut down carbs. So, why is it so important to cut down carbs? Are carbs evil? Carbohydrates, are they evil? From a scientific point of view, or maybe even a publico scriptural point of view? Uh, are, are carbohydrates evil? No, of course not. Of course not. You know, back then, integrated science, we were learning about, you know, classes of food and, you know, those kind of things, balanced diets. They told us about the importance of carbohydrates. They carry a lot of energy. We get most of uh, everyday energy from eating carbohydrates and I'm sure you know what carbohydrates are. So, they are not... Bad. They are not bad. We need them for energy. We need them, you know, to grow strong, to be able to do the things that we are here to do, to have fun, to work, to move around, to have energy. We need carbohydrates. So I don't know why is it that in every uh, dieting program you want to cut carbs. Even Jesus, he fed people with five loaves. It's not loaves of something else. It's loaves of bread. Carbohydrates. Carbohydrates. And two fishes. Carbohydrates. He did it 5,000 in one case, 4,000 in another case. It's carbohydrates. I don't know what was in manna because even the people that ate it, they didn't know what it was. In fact, the name manna means what is this? So I don't know if it was carbohydrate or not, but you know, from the description of what they did to it, you know, they will fry some, they will grind some, you know, I could, you know, Just say maybe there must be some elements. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I remember also that God fed Elijah with bread that was baked on coals, carbohydrates. I can go on and on, on and on, on and on. Uh, In the book of John chapter 21, Jesus fed his disciples, his renegade disciples. He fed them breakfast, fish and bread. So we see that God is not against carbohydrate. Science is not against carbohydrate. But why do we cut down on it? Why do we cut down on it? They are weights. They increase weights. So, most dietitians have found out that if you keep amassing, amassing and amassing them, you are going to increase your risk of obesity, especially those who have it in an hereditary way also. So they... They definitely have an existing risk factor. So, if you then begin to eat and eat and eat and eat so much carbohydrates, you uh, increase your risk of getting obese. So, this is why they cut down. thats I'm not doing science today. I just want to lay that foundation to explain what I want to say next. So, in our own lives too, there are things that are like carbohydrates. You know, in and of themselves, they are not bad. But taking too much of them lands us in trouble. So they begin to, you know, form layers of fat around some of our organs and some of our blood vessels. Yes, you are getting it. So some sounds, some pictures, some movies, they are carbohydrates that we also need to cut down. Aha, are you getting ready now? A movie is bad, no? Not necessarily. Some are good, some are bad, right? <laughs> is every kind of sound or every kind of song something that we should take into your soul? Of course not. So, some, you need to screen them out. Why? Because you are on a diet. You cannot allow them to enter. They enter through your eyes. They enter through your ears. Ultimately, they land in your mind. And then they control you. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. The Bible says, Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it comes the issues of life. So, there are some carbohydrates, in quotes, that sneak into your dieting program. They sneak around you. In and of themselves they are innocuous, no arm, they just there but because you keep stuffing them you keep feeding your flesh you keep feeding your flesh a time comes, your spirit cannot hear anything to fast, you cannot but to sit down in front of TV and watch for 5 hours, yes you can to go to church and sit for 2 hours, you cannot But it's time to watch Premiership. You can travel from one place to another to go and watch. But to go to church, no, you find a very beautiful excuse. Carbohydrates. In and of themselves, they are not evil. But when you keep amassing, and you keep amassing them, a time comes, they will block your throat. Block the blood vessels. Raise your blood pressure. And every small thing, you're agitated. Every small thing, you're worried. Why? Because you have been feeding yourselves with things that you should not feed yourself with. you got to cut down it. you got to cut down it. Many of us, we've been believers for many years. We've known the Lord, or we're born into a family that has groomed us to follow the Lord. And in the school of the Spirit, you should have become maybe somebody in secondary school. You should have left primary school. You should have entered secondary school but we find out your behaviours, your speech, everything about you still makes it look like you are still in primary school. No, you got to wake up. You are at a higher level now. So you have to cut down on those childish, 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 childish things. You need to cut down on them. You know, even for speaking in the the natural now, you know, when you begin to enter a certain age, they tell you, oh, bros or sis, this age now, uh, you have to start reducing, so 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 and so, you have to start reducing sugar, you have to start reducing salt, you have to uh, stop eating beyond 6 p.m. You know, they just give you all those kind of rules. Why? Because you are growing. You have reached a level that you your organs are no longer able to process certain things the way they used to process them. So they tell you, slow down slow down why because the level you are in now this kind of lifestyle is no longer compatible with it do you understand so it's not compatible with it it is so much oil or fatty stuff when you are above a certain age it is no longer compatible let me flip it in the spiritual now So, as you have started to walk with the Lord, you have started to do things with God, you have started to enjoy the fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you have started to enjoy the love of God, you have started to grow in grace. You too. Your diet must start to change. All those sugar, sugar. You know, my kids, they love all those kind of sugary things. You know, just pick a lollipop or Capricorn or, you know. As you are growing, you have to start dropping those sugar, sugar things. We have them in the faith. You only want to hear sweet things. Anytime anybody rebukes you, you cannot take it. No. You have to stop it. That cannot remain your diet. You know, some people, they only want to be praised. Anytime they do something that they get rebuked, they will stop coming to church for two weeks. If you rebuke them for doing something, they will stop talking to you for two months. If you make the mistake of calling them in the open, or rebuke them. They will not greet you for two years. You can't do that. As you are growing up, your diet has to change. That sugar, sugar mentality, that pleasure, pleasure mentality, it has to stop. All those superstitious things that you believe, they have to stop. You have to start cutting them down. Cutting them down. It's just like um, desires. Hmm? As you are growing up, Some of the desires too, you have to be cutting them down. There are some desires that are no longer fitting for somebody who is intended to grow into Christ. You have to start cutting them down. Good cholesterol, bad cholesterol. Good desires, bad desires. (laughs) Lord, Why am I speaking a lot of science stuff today. You have to cut them down. You know, James chapter... um, If I go to chapter 4... James chapter four, um, that should be verse two and three. James chapter four. Yes, I found it. Bible says, "You lost and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have, because you do not ask." Number three, you ask and you do not receive because you ask a miss that you may spend it on your pleasures. As you begin to grow higher and higher in your work with God, you have to learn to tame your desires. The desires that only tend towards pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. If church is not bubbling, I am not going. The day they say, let's go come and do intercession. I'm not going. But the day they say, let us come and pray for breakthrough. I will mobilize my friend and my entire village to come. I say, no. You have to be growing up. You have to be growing up. When they call for intercession, when the prayer point is not about you, you have to be the first to get there. It shows that you are growing. It shows that your appetite is changing. It shows that your diet is changing. You have to move up. What is the second thing? Apart from cutting carbohydrates that I've seen with People who are dieting. is something I call meal discipline. Meal discipline. I have watched that in addition to cutting cups, persons that are on diet, they understand that there's a need for discipline in the kind of food they eat. You know, back then, you know, those moments that Madame is dieting. Hmm? I just get home and <laughs> I'll get my own food, my regular food. Don't mind me. I, I eat when I need to eat, and I eat what I want to eat when I need to eat, and I see that in our own plates, <laughs> you have all these veggies, then small portion of everything, and I'm like, ah, babe, are you sure this is going to be enough for you, <laughs> and with joy, this joy on the inside, maybe not on the face, She keeps doing it day in, day out. If they say the program is 21 days or is one month, she will do it faithfully and keep at it. Even though the food doesn't look delicious because it's just kind of bland, you know, no oil, no this, no that, reduce this, reduce that, reduce this, reduce that. And she will just stop them and stick to one very boring routine. It's Eat uh, one egg in the morning, you <laughs> know. Sorry, I'm using you as an example today. Please forgive me. I observed is it that the craving for my kind of food that is, I wasn't dieting and I'm not? Is it that the craving for my kind of food disappeared automatically, or what is going on? Then I observed very carefully. Please listen to me carefully. What happened was that self-control tamed the cravings the cravings for for chicken lap you know for that oily part of you know the liver you know all those kind of things that you normally want to eat the craving did disappear no it was tamed it was tamed because of the goal of dieting to say if i diet i'm going to lose a few kilograms. I'm going to be able to fit into that my new gown. I'm going to be able to, you know, do this or look this and, and, and all that. So, I'm going to feel healthier. That drives you to apply something we call self-control. Very good. So, meaning that you recognize that there are some types of food that cannot make it to your dieting menu. So, It alters your lifestyle, you know. Some intake, you drop them. Why? Because you are dieting. Exactly what we read in that Hebrews 12. He said, guys, 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 listen. He said, because you are running, you are an athlete, there is a race that is set ahead of you to run. He said, not everything can make it to your menu. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. I'm trying to make this relatable. To use an example of something we know and like. To explain something we need but may not like. So he's saying, because you are an athlete, there are certain kinds of food you cannot eat. Because if you eat them, it will scatter your health. It will scatter your shape. It will prevent you from fitting into that gown that you love so much. That prized gown that you have been eyeing that I'm going to wear on so 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 occasion. He said, if you continue to eat certain kinds of food, you will not be able to enter that gown. So he said, drop the weights. That is, drop the carbs. But he didn't stop it. He said, now, also drop the sin. There are other things. They are not weights. No, they are not weight. But they are the sin that easily beset us. Old English. Sin that easily beset means the sin that you commit without thinking. Possibly without planning. It has become second nature. You enjoy doing it. You do it and have a lot of pleasure doing it. You know, when we lie, when we exaggerate, when we deliberately edit the story, you know, when God did something for us, or at least that's what we come to tell people, but we didn't tell about how we cheated to get it done. So we edit that part out when we come and share testimony. All those little, 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 little things that we do, say, no, it can't make it to your menu. We have to discipline ourselves and cut them out we must cut them out see that moment that you are all alone everybody is sleeping and you sneak out and pick your phone and you go to that website and you go to that app and you go to that whatever place you are going to and go and enjoy some videos he said that sin that easily beset You have to cut it out. Why? You are feeding through your eyes and your ears things that are capable of derailing you in the journey that you are on. See, that race you are running, they are the things that can disqualify you. So you cannot be doing diet when they've told you in the morning you will snap picture of where you are eating broccoli and carrots and lettuce and whatever else. And you snap a picture of a fat bowl of three wraps of pounded yam and a goosey soup. It cannot fit. It will not match the requirements. You will be disqualified from the program. They will see you as unserious. Yes, you are paid. But they will take you out of the group. You are not serious. That is how it is when you have claimed to become a Christian. You are subscribed to the values of heaven. You have identified as a child of God. But your menu, the food that enters into you, the things you consume, the things you watch, the this music you listen to, if they do not align with the values and ethics of the kingdom, it's like you registering on a diet program and eating something entirely forbidden. Many of us, when we check our phones, oh, we can not check our phones. No, you can't let us check your phone. Mm-mm, you can't let us check your phone. Because when we check your phone, you are claiming to be born again, but your phone is not born again. If we check your laptop, you claim to be born again, your laptop is not born again. Because there are files over 10 gigabytes of X-rated movies saved in a place that is locked, only accessible to you, on your phone or your other devices. No. No it cannot work like that you have to take that food out of your system that food cannot go into your system anymore you are a new person you must maintain discipline you must maintain discipline you must learn to say no I know you say oh Pastor Jenkins this said do you know how many years I have been battling with this do you know how much I hate to do this but I can't stop doing it I know I know. I know how easy it is to get hooked watching pornographic content. I know how easy it is to get hooked on doing dirty stuff that you're not proud of, feeding your soul with dirty stuff that you're not proud of. But guess what? Help is in the neighborhood. There's someone called the Holy Spirit, and one of his attributes, or what we call fruits of the Holy Spirit, is self control. Self control. Powered by the Holy Ghost. If He will call for His help, He will help you. Oh, do you know how many people have overcome these things that you say are impossible to overcome? They are the proof that help is still available. Living a victorious Christian life is still possible, But it has to start with your obedience. Because when that helper comes and he tries to help you, it will bring conviction. It will tell you, stop that which you are about to do. It's not good for your health. It will scatter your sheep. You will not be able to fit in. Into the gown. The, the glorious gown. Oh you don't know there is a gown in heaven. Is like I saw those people who have been redeemed. Is like Everybody was wearing white, white linen. There is a gown in heaven. That we need to fit into. If you are too fat. With carbohydrates. Or too dirty with sin. You cannot fit into it. So you got to get on this diet. Be on the diet. We are on a diet. The Christian life is a life of a diet. Not everything goes. You can't eat what everybody is eating. There are things that once they start showing them, you as a believer must don't shut your eyes or walk away or move out. Why? It will contaminate your soul. You are not that spiritual enough to, to nullify what the scripture says. You should flee from. Say flee from all appearances of evil. Flee fornication. You say, no, I will look. I will look. He's not entering my soul. No, he's entering. You just don't know. The days will come out. You'll be shocked. You'll be asking yourself, how did it come? Five minutes of watching a pornographic content can derail you for five years. you never know. You'll never know. Stop toying with sin leave it and the pleasures that comes with it because those pleasures are only temporary they come back and bring burdens for you that take longer to cure than the time you spent in having the pleasure stop it I'm going to read Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 Galatians 5 verse 16 and 17 it says I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these two are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish if you're going to live this disciplined Christian life a life that says my ears are consecrated that my eyes are consecrated, that my heart is consecrated, that I will purify this vessel of God. You can't live that life without taking sides with the Holy Ghost. This scripture is saying there are two forces, and both of them have enough influence on you, depending on whose side you want to stay. He like said, If you stay on the side of the flesh, you will see that the flesh will drag you and pull you with all its weight to force you into a pathway. That ultimately lands in destruction. And it lures you with desires. Oh, it's a pleasurable thing to see certain kinds of movies alone. You know, to listen to certain kinds of songs. That after listening to them, your heart is overcharged. Supercharged because you have seen things your, your eyes should not see. You have heard things your ears should not hear. And they play in your heart when you sleep. But the Spirit will say, no. Why don't you fellowship with me? Why don't you, you know, play this worship song? Why don't you take time to pray? Why don't you take time to listen to this message? You have a decision to make. Who decides who will win? It's you. It's not God. It's you. By obedience. What does the word of God say? Then you find the word that speaks concerning the situation you are in. And you take side with the Holy Ghost. Then you must have... Taking steps with Jesus. And this is how victory comes. You do it in day one. You do it in day two. You saw that movie. You shut it down. The first day. You see it second day. You shut it down. You are training yourself to overcome it. But you must take that first step. I go to the next one because of time quickly. The third thing I see with people who diet is routine. Routine. I mentioned earlier. That in the morning, maybe 7 a.m., they will be asked to step on the scale, take a picture, then take a picture of the breakfast you are going to eat and upload it to the group. You do the same in the afternoon. You do the same thing in the evening. Routine. So, it is not just about uh, a predefined menu or something. It is also timing. Timing. At what time do you do what you know, dieting is not about what you don't eat. It's also about what you eat. So, they give you a routine on what you will eat. There's a prescription. Uh, Monday, this is the breakfast. And this same Monday, uh, lunch is this. And dinner is that. Tuesday, this is the breakfast. You know, something different. Just to give a sense of variety. This is the breakfast. So, there are prescriptions. Guess what? We follow these rules if it is to follow rules in church we cannot follow rules oh no nobody can dictate to me who are the pastors I didn't know human beings they are men of God yes they are men so they can't tell me what to do but this trainer (laughs) this stranger that you paid money to will tell you what to do and give you instruction and you will follow we are not yet ready for this discussion so I was saying that dieting is, is more than what you don't eat it's also about what you eat. It's about what you eat. Not just what you don't eat. Okay? Step out of the natural and come into the scriptural. So, for being a Christian, a growing Christian, it is not just about... Also, what you do not eat, that is the things you don't allow to come to your heart, we've talked a lot about those things, those movies, those sounds, those music, secular stuff that clog your mind <laughs> when the Holy Spirit is speaking, you cannot hear because you have put in it fatty things, fatty things, carbs, fatty things that have blocked the sensitivity of your mind to pick the signals of the Holy Ghost or your spirit to pick the signals of the Holy Ghost. He said, apart from blocking those things from your diet, he said, you actually need to take some specific things to help this, your dieting program. I say sometimes, for those who diet, in addition to the prescription of what food to eat, they will prescribe some food supplements. The same is true for a child of God that is on a diet, that is living on a diet. There are certain Things you must eat, and there are certain supplements you must add to what you eat. To live a balanced Christian life, your intake must be rich and balanced and age appropriate. You know, there's a stage for milk, there's a stage for meat, there's a stage for strong meat, and a stage for bones. So age-appropriate but balanced balanced meal. You must take with the supplements what am i talking about so talking about routine you must have a routine that you know helps you to to pick the right combination of meals you know some of us we are so one way as sorry to to use this word as christians i'm sorry to use this word we're so one way so say me i'm a i'm a grace person grace so I don't listen to anything else. It's just grace I listen to. Grace only. Grace, grace. It's good. Grace is part of it. It's part of the package. So pick grace. After grace, eh? there's, there's faith. Huh? There's faith. <laughs> Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, so faith comes by hearing, of, hearing by the word of God. So, some say, oh no, we're just word of faith. It's just faith we do. It's just faith, faith only. You grace people, stay on your lane. Why are you trying to divide the kingdom? Jesus gave us all of these options for the kingdom to supplement our intake. So that we can be rich and balanced and be healthy. So don't, don't go and create compartments. So we say, oh, we are just prayer ministry. Uh, Luke chapter 18 verse 1. Man ought always to pray and not faint. This is the only thing we do is just prayer. It is good. And there is a place for what you do but as a Christian you want to live a balanced life you need everything all the ingredients that are in scriptures the things that God has provided to enable your work to be a rich and balanced one you must grab everything so your routine must include what you eat in the morning what you eat in the afternoon what you eat in the evening and that's why I spoke about being age appropriate there are things you eat in the morning of your Christian journey when you are a babe the milk things you must take much milk in your morning breakfast. The early days, when you are a child or a babe, you must rush the milk. First, Peter Tuto he said, like little born babes, desire the sincere milk of the water that you may grow there. Man. So there is the stage for milk. The morning time, the morning time of your spiritual development. Rush the milk. Go and comb the scriptures. Carry the book of John. Read the all of it. Carry the book of Hebrews. Read the all of it. Carry the book of Romans. Read the all of it. Master the basics of our faith, master them. Go to officials, master them. Understand the balance between grace and faith, understand them, understand truth. There is no time, so let me just be moving. Lord, help me. Last but not the least, let me just go to the last point. The fourth thing I see about those who, who diet. Is a willingness to pay a price. What did I call it? Willingness to pay a price. I'll run over the four very quickly. The first thing I said about people who diet is that they cut down on carbohydrates. The second thing is that they maintain meal discipline. Discipline on their meal. Number three is routine. They follow a routine. There is a combination of what they must do as at what time. They follow it strictly with discipline and last but not the least is a willingness to pay a price willingness to pay a price this one is one that shocked me the most while studying I was I, I just uh, went on google and you, you can try this exercise and said what is the annual worth of the diet industry diet and fitness <laughs> industry i was shocked at what i saw in fact i'm asking myself am i not in the wrong career i was shocked at what i saw i saw (laughs) numbers in the neighborhood of 70 billion us dollars 70 billion us dollars on dieting industry and you know this is an industry that is very funny forgive me i'm a boss on people's bubble forgive me you see (laughs) the way dieting industry works is on psychology It works on psychology. There's a feeling of a size and shape that is attractive that the world has painted for all of us, including me. They painted that picture for all of us. And so that's your aspiration. So when you are setting earth goals, in your mind, there's, there's a shape and size that you have to fit into. To to you know, accomplish and meet up with your health goals and all that So there are now people who have come up to say oh, we have different dieting plans. If you follow our plan, you will lo- you see adverts popping up. If you follow our plan, you will lose uh, 15 kg in in two weeks. You will lose 30 kg in three weeks. You know they sell different plans to you. At the end of it, after you lose, and of course people lose weight. Don't get me wrong. when you do it and you do it faithfully, you lose weight. But after a while, have you noticed that (laughs) the weight loss is not permanent? So it will come back, if you go back to your normal life. So it will come back. So if you look at the success rate of that industry long-term, long-term. So over 10 years, somebody (laughs) who has done weight loss. If you check, do they, on a net level, do they actually lose weight? Or because they go back to their normal lifestyle. And this is the catch. They make you feel like, oh, the reason you... (laughs) You gained weight back is because you went back to your normal lifestyle, and it is true. In fact, it is very correct. So, meaning that the industry is actually overvalued. So, what you are paying is actually for short term gains. So, all this 70 billion that is going into it is for short term gains. You cannot sustain it. And for most people, for the vast majority of the people, the weight you lose now, you are going to gain it back. Then you will re register for another dieting program and you pay again because the psychology is that you will have to admit that you are not good enough that's why you you gain the weight back and that it's not the fault of the program or the menu or the trainer but you have to go back and pay so but at any rate people are always willing willing to pay they are willing to pay much for something that provides only temporary value but 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 wait the things that have eternal value, we are not willing to pay the price for it. The kind of food that has eternal value, we are not willing to pay for it. Jesus said, "He said the words that I speak to you, say they are spirits, and they are life." Matthew four He said, "Man shall not live by." Alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, meaning my own dieting program, if you follow it, which is the word you say, my dieting program. When I say get on a diet, I'm saying get into a journey with the word of God, get into a journey of burying yourself in a lifestyle of chewing the word of God, of munching the word of God, of you know, immersing yourself in the word of God. So Jesus is saying this is what you should be prioritizing. I'm not saying you don't need physical food. Cutting down on it, taking as much of it as you want. Say you need that. But what you actually really need long term, long term. He said that diet is my word. Come and get on this diet. See if your life will not will not change. If you will not keep fit by this word. say How can a young man keep his ways? By meditating on your word. Your word is a lamp. Your word is a guide. That word is all we need to begin this journey. As we begin to enter the word. Then it begins to show us other things. Even through the word. Because it does nothing outside of that word. So get on that diet. But get ready. Like you are willing to pay a price for this dieting program. You must be willing to pay a price to get on this diet called the word of God. You must be willing. Many of us, we will not invest in Christian literature. Even if it's free, you will not download. (laughs) There are a lot of free materials that can help your spiritual growth. Some books that used to be a lot of money. People have put it down. In PDF is online. Free. You will not download. If you download, you will not read And you say you want to grow. No. That's not how to grow. You want to change your diet? You must first change your appetite and get ready to pay the price for this dieting program. You need to pay the price. I'm not saying bring money to get the word. Most of it is free. In church, the word comes every time there is service. It's free. But you must pay the the price of listening the price of paying attention you must pay attention that's what they say pay attention it's costly attention is costly you must pay the price of attention you must pay the price of going back to your notes. many of us we just write the notes we never ever refer to those notes never ever it's a religion you just get to church everybody is writing cameraman is bringing camera so they just catch you writing so that thing you wrote last year where is it well last did you ever open it back? Sellah. So you must invest. You must invest in getting things that will increase your spiritual life. The word You must invest in it. You Do you have a study Bible? You have plenty of things. But you don't have a study Bible app. You don't have a Bible on your phone. You don't have on any device. You don't have any study materials. Even message. When you are online and you see a message on a topic you need. You know, because in different seasons in our life, we need different things. So, you have been finding out that you are struggling in the area of faith. And a message on faith comes up. Your pastor is preaching a message on faith. And then, that is when you choose to be distracted. That's when you choose to say, let me me pass, I don't have data. But when it's time to watch nonsense on social media, you will have data. You are not ready. Those who are on the diet are ready to pay the price. It's time for Sunday school. No, I'm not going. Sunday school is for babies. When is service starting? They say, lead service is starting by so, so, so time. Let them go and do Sunday school. We, we, we don't do Sunday school. You are cheating yourself. You must pay the price. You must pay the price. This is the way it begins. Those who are on a diet, those who come on this diet must pay the price. Why? This diet as long lasting impact and in this diet we're talking about eating the word of god you can never overdose on it Mm-mm. you know when we eat physical food you can get get out fat you know you lose shape no you can never lose shape by eating so much of the word of god in fact you can never have too much of it you cannot you must get yourself ready as i wrap up i just like to remind you that you can temporarily lose fat if you get on a diet physically but if you abstain from the word of God in your mind you are dieting away from the word of God you are going to lose spiritual stamina when the devil comes to shake you you will see that there is no substance may that not be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ number two while eating so much food can increase your obesity risk you can never have too much of God's word No, 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 you cannot. And number three, if you are going to get a lifetime benefit on this dieting program, it must become a lifestyle. It must. Just like you cannot maintain the weight you lost on a dieting program that is time-bound. If you are going to grow into Christ, if you are going to grow more into Christ, if you are going to subscribe to this dieting program, it must be a permanent subscription. It's not something you do in a week and say, Oh, I'm going on a diet. I want to get as much of the word of God I can for one week. But after one week, what happens? Can you make it a lifestyle? Can you make a commitment? Can you make a commitment? In fact, as I close this morning, I'm inviting you to make a commitment. I want you to make a commitment. I want you to speak to God. You say, Lord God, change my appetite. Change my appetite. I want to have appetite for your word. This is the diet I want to get on. I'm tired of those things that that, that I've been feeding my mind with. And I've not really moved my life forward. See, I'm not giving you an empty promise. I challenge you. I challenge you. Those on the word of God as a lifestyle. And see if your life will not be transformed. Go, Go and prove me wrong. I want you to prove me wrong. Sit down with the word. And say, from this moment, I'm making a commitment. I'm making a commitment. Every day, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to study. I'm going to read, and there are different things I, I can teach us about all that at another uh, day. On one chapter, start with one chapter. One chapter. What is the Lord saying? And you pick that one chapter, and you stay on it. I'm challenging you. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Say, Lord God, change my appetite. G- give me an appetite for your word. This is the diet I want to get on. This is the diet I want to be on. I want to be on this diet from this day forward i want this to be my lifestyle many of us will struggle once you open your bible your bible is like sleeping pill the moment you open it you start to sleep the sleep that you have not been having for the last five hours the moment you carry your bible sleep comes it is an attack it doesn't work like that the devil will never want you to to have an understanding of the word so each time he can stop you from doing whatever excuse he will use he will use it I want you to pray for grace that Lord Jesus Christ grants me a new appetite and grace to sustain it grace to sustain i want to grow by the word by the word let my appetite for the word increase not just to teach it not just to preach it i want to know it i want to do it i want that word to influence my life i want my life to be stuffed with the word of god That if you punch me what will come out will be a word from god in the name of jesus christ i want you to pray for yourself two more minutes pray for yourself pray for yourself pray for yourself. I'm praying for myself. I say, Lord Jesus, help me. Let my desire for the word of God grow. I want more. I want more. I want to grow in the place of the word. I want your living words to live inside of me. I want my life to be a reflection of your word. I want my thoughts to be influenced by your word. I want my decisions to be influenced by your word. I want my choices to be influenced by the word of God. I want my way of life to be influenced by the word of God. let the word be my compass. Let the word be my mantra. Let the word be the operating system that runs the programs in my mind. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the word be the command behind every action and every step that I take. Let the word be the light that goes before me. Let your word be the compass that tells me which direction to go. In the name of Jesus, let your word be the discernment tool for me to navigate this dangerous and wicked world full of men who are schemas and scammers in the name of Jesus Christ. Let my desire for the word of God grow. Oh Lord God let it be sustained by your grace. Let it be sustained by your grace. I receive grace and stamina to stay with the world. To stay with the world. In and out of season. To stay with the world. To develop an insatiable appetite for the Word of life. To be so much into this world. And as I have behold it let my life be transformed and changed to the same image from glory to glory. In that you Name of Jesus Christ, let my life be described by your word. In Jesus' name, we'll pray, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Lord this morning that indeed that you will make us a people who desire your word who desire above our daily necessary food in the name of Jesus Christ a people who prioritize your word who make out time for it in the name of Jesus Christ thank you Father Lord in Jesus mighty name we're praying please join us next week we're going to continue on this series keeping fit and we'll be going to another aspect of keeping fit please invite your friends send this message to your friends and God bless you as you become an active and continual doer of the word of God and God bless you real good thank you for listening to get copies of messages kindly visit our ministry material store and also worship with us at Foundation of Truth Assembly headquarters on 40 stroke 42 Imam Dalder Street of Eric Moore Soleri Lagos God bless you